that's recording. And I'm supposed to press something. It was a big mistake acknowledging this doll. And through that, the inhuman... I'll edit the start of this off. ...gave it permission to infest your lives. Fuck's sake. Off to a good start. Spirit. Oh, my God. The earth in human form. Maybe this is all because of Rosa the doll. All that's happening to you now is because of Rosa. What the hell's in there? It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. He just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man! Game over! What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I've had a fucking day, Liz. Oh, my God. John, welcome to the beginning, the first day of your nervous breakdown. <laughs> I think it's been building for about 42 years. Oh, my Lord. And can I say I'm very impressed. Just the whole look, the whole ensemble that you have is really... You know what you remind me of? You remind me of... A young Patrick Bateman, okay, <laughs> sitting his co-worker down to discuss the uh, the true marvellous qualities of Huey Lewis and the news. That's where I see you are at your stage That's of life. That's me at a healthy stage. Right now, it's like the – have you seen the movie San Andreas with Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Um, do I have a vagina? <laughs> well, do you have one left after all the rubbing you did watching that? Oh, my on Lord. The, on the Richter scale. <laughs> Oh my god, I there was there were movements in my tachyonic plates. <laughs> you were raised all records, that's what you did. Yeah. 9.5 on the Richter. It's Woo! that level build, uh, it's that level pressure build up, but I'm more like Paul Giamatti. I've just got a straggly beard and I'm just like we're all doomed. <laughs> Get under a desk. It's going to blow. <laughs> oh my god. Or is <coughs> is this the stage where yeah, I, I fly in and you're Woody Harrelson to my John Cusack as, yeah, you tell me that, yeah, the meteorite is coming. We're all, actually, no, you know who I, who I think you are right now? Who's that? You are peak Bill Paxson losing his shit. Okay, <laughs> well, Lieutenant Gorman over there is just like pushing your buttons the wrong way. All I wanted was some Octarian poontang. <laughs> So, things aren't going well. I'm in open warfare with basketball mums at school. Ooh. When I say open warfare, I'm more like um, I'm more like Poland in like 1939. I was just sitting there, <laughs> minding my business, uh, and they steamrolled in. Yeah, don't, don't. Like, why were you trying to get in the way of like basketball mums? What uh, were you thinking? I'm not, it's more of a coven. Does that... I don't want to be. I don't want to be sexist. Don't, don't put our like witchy brethren into a bad light. Actually, no. That would that would suggest that these people have a guiding principle, and they do not. It would. It would. You know, insist that they have some kind of, I don't know, activity or hobby outside of their children. <laughs> Can I say? Oh my god, my pet hate in the world are the people who like their child is their life. Like they don't actually have any. Um, you know, hobbies or activities of their own. It's mm. just like, oh my god, I'm like Clarissa's mom. Yeah. And oh my god. I, okay, so I'm on a I'm on a site of so like you know lovers of B grade movies. Yeah. 
And we, someone had watched this movie. I can't remember what it was. Real F grade movie. Okay. But, you know, this person is working at like the CDC and I don't know. It's like bring your child to work day or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. A monkey gets out. There's always a monkey. <laughs> um, so, you know, the killer zombie virus gets released into the lab and they're yeah. like, oh, no. And then the woman realizes like, oh, my God oh, my child had actually wandered off into the like super high quarantine area and is now in the locked off room with the zombie virus. Oh. Um, so she is like, oh my God, baby. Like for a start, you're a shit parent. If your parent, if your child was everything, like yeah. calm down. It's a CDC lab. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she basically, you know, like, knock somebody out to let the kid out, you know, like it's a zombie. And then obviously it eats her and it literally just like destroys all of like humankind. Of course it does. And so everybody else like was on the side and everyone's like, oh my God, Karen, like what a (laughs) bitch, you know, in sale, in sailed Clarissa's mum. Oh, of course. Okay, straight from basketball. Yeah. Um, oh my god, straight being well, it's obvious none of you have been granted the gift of children. <laughs> and like, oh my god, if you had a child, then you know there is nothing that you would do. Granted the gift. Granted the gift. Bitch, you got drunk and got a dick put in you. Like <laughs> these things are a gift, like an unwanted fucking un unapplied yeah. for credit card in the mail. I know. Oh my god, someone actually made the comment of like, "Oh my god, if you love it so much, just have another one." <laughs> it sparked her off, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's clear. You'll never know. I'm gonna sit here and wait till you have a child, and then we'll have this discussion again." <laughs> Nobody would sacrifice their child. And I'm like, oh, God did. <laughs> I'd been to like, I'd been to like, you know, sometimes people are so dumb. You've got to look on their Facebook <laughs> profile and be like, are you as dumb as you look? Yeah. And it was every post was about like her child. Yeah. And then one's about Jesus. So I just, I'm like, God did. That was different. Are you saying, are you saying you're better than God? Is that what you're saying? Are you saying your child is... Better than Jesus. <laughs> you could hear the moral conflict. Oh, some of these basketball moms would take that challenge. Yeah. yeah. Challenge accepted. He got nine points last week. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, there's nothing like, you know, kids, like, you know, they're awesome and everything. But, yeah, come on. They're not. Like, yeah. you know, as a parent, shouldn't you be like, oh, well, I don't want the other, like, two billion mums in the world to go through the loss that I am experiencing. Yeah. And if your child is that dumb to open, like, a cage that has 50 signs <laughs> saying, you know, warning rabid monkey with a monkey that's like, Rawr! you know. Yeah. Was it? Was it really like the best of your litter? Yeah. This isn't a Montessori plague. They don't get to discover it in their own environmentally <laughs> friendly way. I'm just saying survival of the fittest yeah. happens for a reason. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, Clarice's mum, but you and Clarice suck. <laughs> you, um, know, you know what kind of monkey plague uh, outbreak mashup movie I want to see? Oh, what? So basically outbreak. Yeah. And then every which way but loose. So you've got Clint Eastwood and Clyde. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just spreading a plague through the South. <laughs> Beating up good old boys and 
giving him the fucking lurgy. Well, no, see, if you're going to have those movies come together, you don't need a monkey to, like, you know, harass people. You've got Kevin Spacey. <laughs> that will do a lot more damage than one monkey ever could. See Kevin Spacey pull the door off a pickup and <laughs> throw it at a big bunch of bikers. I'm so tired I can barely enunciate words. Oh, my Lord, save it for the judge. <laughs> well, you know what? Before you were... Uh, you know, drift away. Yeah. You know, into either prison or a psych ward. <laughs> you know, how about we quickly sneak in one more little scary chapter? We could do that. Hey. <gasps> well, you know what? Oh my god, I just happen to have some pieces of paper here. Ready to go. How about I calm your seas? <laughs> I love how you're doing this like you're talking me off a ledge, like you've worked for Lifeline. <laughs> Don't give in. <laughs> you can be strong. Da, 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 da. Oh my god! I wish somehow I had like a projector. I would just show you like the montage scenes of like Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed like training together, like on the beach and then running and being like, "Yeah, you can do it. You cannot murder your kid." <laughs> Not mine. The other kids from basketball. Oh Ugh. god. And their mums. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, my Lord. Well, you know what? Let, let me try and calm these seas. <laughs> As this week, we take a look at the one and only dread pirate, Ned Lowe. Ned Lowe? Is that Ned a real Lowe. pirate name? Ned Lowe. It's like a portmanteau of two of the worst plus-size menswear chains in <laughs> Australia, Neds and Lowe's. <laughs> oh, I, could, I can't wait for you and Ned to meet. <laughs> So, <laughs> Kankles the pirate <laughs> has trouble on the escalator. <laughs> Can't find a cinema seat that fits him. The gussets on his pants split apart like a sail with a knife through it. <laughs> oh, nobody needs that. What's up, buddy? He needs to do a poo. I don't know how we address this, Mm. but we do this podcast on a shoestring in terms of time and Mm. budget Mm. and resources. Mm. So we just got interrupted by my son who is on headphones so he doesn't hear the horrible things that we're saying. Every every other week. That's why if you notice some weeks (laughs) they flow a lot smoother than others. When it all goes to chaos, it's it's child custody week. Yeah. (laughs) I just saw him give birth to a Wookiee's head. Oh, don't. Um, what are people are eating? Oh, who the fuck eats to this? We rap to Army Hammer's horrible tweets. <laughs> no one's eating to that. So if you if you notice that there's stops and starts in the podcast, that's why. <laughs> because we don't have a big fancy podcast one studio. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure in, yes. You like, you know, Puff Diddy doesn't have to put with, you know, kids <laughs> running through like the studio demanding, I need to do a shit. <laughs> I reckon Public Enemy might have been a bit like that, though. With Flavor Flav, just fucking here we go again. Yeah, just, oh, oh, my (laughs) Lord. Oh, where were we? Oh, that's right. (laughs) At the very beginning. Fucking hell. (laughs) All right. Get ready to sail the seas as we listen to the story of Pirate Ned Lowe. Or he hit the floor... He hit the floor, Neddy got low, 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 low. That reference is totally lost on me. What? Yeah. Uh, what is that? That's Flo Rida. 
Does he find out what fucking flow rider is? She hit the floor. She hit the floor. Shot got low, 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 low. The only music to come out of Florida, as far as I'm concerned, is Cannibal Corpse. Oh, you shouldn't have been allowed to make a kid. <laughs> I agree. How did you make a kid if you weren't doing it to Flowrider? <laughs> oh, my Lord. <sighs> well, Edward Lowe was born into poverty and squalor in Westminster in London in 1690. Born into a family of illiterate, petty criminals and thieves, Lowe was still a young child when he continued in the family footsteps and became a thief at an early age. Into the family business. Oh, yeah. He was quarrelsome and a man committed to cheating at any game of chance. There you go. He's like a British Han Solo. (laughs) He started as pickpocket and moved into gambling. Well, cheating may be a better description. (laughs) He had a brother named Richard. Richard Lowe. Dick Lowe. Dick Lowe. Okay. Dick Lowe. Oh, my Lord. He was extremely small for his age. Oh. Probably because of the fact that no one in his family had ever eaten a vegetable. <laughs> a proud tradition still to this day. <laughs> if it's not a chew, I've got five food groups. Deep fried chips. Oven chips. Pan fried chips. Cold chips <laughs> and potato chips. You know, I found out from my partner, if you order a curry in Scotland, mm. by default it comes on chips. There you go. Yuck. What, have you ever seen those movies where people get hot like chips and it comes with a tub of curry sauce? Yuck. That's how they roll. Yuck. Oh, no, that's in Wales. Yeah. Why, why start an empire mm. if you're not going to do the best bits of it? <laughs> I don't know, just for some reason like people in the UK are obsessed with curry. They just refuse to let the empire go. <laughs> so keeping it topical and relevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Dick Lowe was a tiny little tiny little dick, tiny little dick. Was small for his age and was carried around in a basket on people's Backs. Oh, don't you just love Victorian England? Oh, and all I can think is of Mad Max 3. <laughs> <laughs> With that, what's his name? Master Blaster runs the city. <laughs> oh, this little basket was also an excellent vantage point for Richard to snatch hats and wigs off passers-by. Oh, it's, it's the perfect crime. Oh, we can just grab it and disappear into his little basket. You wouldn't be looking for like a little fucking dude in a basket. I turned around all I saw was a wicker turtle. <laughs> yeah, slowly crawling away. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're a bit far from the armour. <laughs> but I love it. It's like, okay, your hat. You could be like, oh, the wind. But you're just <laughs> your wig. <laughs> oh. Be like a powdered wig. What? I don't know. It just said wig, so I choose to believe. Go to the pawn shop back then, the PAWN shop, and it's nothing but stolen hats and wigs. <laughs> yeah, what do you reckon the resale is on a wig? I don't know. Oh, no. Best I can do. <laughs> uh, Dick would later in life attempt to move into burglary. Ah. Um, but would be caught burglarising a home in Stepney. Probably because his little legs had a problem getting in the window. <laughs> go through the dog door. <laughs> uh, so he was caught burglarising a home and was promptly hung for his crime. 
They didn't fuck about, did they? They really didn't. No. Uh, Dick was swinging low in 1707. <laughs> this was when Edward, or now known as Ned, who was now 17, would see his small brother hung. Yeah, that's no good. Perhaps this was the catalyst that motivated Ned to leave England and travel by himself to America in 1710. That's what you do when you need to discover yourself. Go backpacking. Yeah. He spent the next three years travelling from one city to another until he came to Boston, Massachusetts. And I love in all the books they're like, oh, he was travelling. And you mean chased out of town, I think, <laughs> was probably a little bit hot in here. Oh, loosens collar. I just imagine him getting off the boat at, in Boston and just yeah. looking around. He's like, oh, look at all these hats. Yeah, look at the opportunities. Oh, my God. Not many wigs. <laughs> Not many wigs, but lots of hats. <laughs> I could sell the wigs to people who've been scalped. <laughs> oh my god, that's where you make your money. Yeah, head up to Indian <laughs> whole, territory. Whole bunch of people getting around in the in the wild east <laughs> with a with a fucking Edwardian wig. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, this doesn't make me look fat, does it? <laughs> this is natural. <laughs> oh. But there in Boston, Massachusetts, he would meet the love of his life. Eliza Marble. Oh, it had to be either an Eliza or a Peggy. Didn't it? <laughs> it was an Eliza. <laughs> um, and and the two would settle down and they would marry on the 12th of August, 1714, at the First Church of Boston. The two had a child, a son, but he, like many of the period, would not make it past infancy. <sighs> but then in the winter of 1719, Eliza would give birth to a beautiful, healthy daughter... Named Elizabeth. Oh, really? Like they did that bogan weird pronunciation? No, it's Elizabeth. Oh, okay, I'm just trying enough. to, you know. Yeah. Just basically, it's her name with a couple of extra. Oh, we've got some money. I can afford some extra letters. <laughs> I got a friend whose dad wanted a, a son. Mm. He wanted to call him Daryl. And oh. when it was a daughter, they just made it Darrell. Oh, God. Darrell. <laughs> Well, all I was thinking was like, considering the time, it probably was supposed to be Elizabeth, but they went to like, you know, get like, you know, like the baby outfit monogrammed and they could only afford the Eliza. They ran out of money. What was a gender reveal party like then? Oh my God, you wore a pink or a blue hat? (laughs) If I steal an hat and he's got pleurisy or the pox. Whichever one's blue or red. Oh, my God. I think back in there, the gen- the gender reveal party was because um, if either, like, you know, the dad was smiling meant it's a boy. Yeah. If he was, like, if he looked disappointed, it was a girl. Yeah, just punch your expectant wife to be in the guts yeah. and deal with it there and then. Yeah, that's what they would, that's <sighs> what they would do. Yeah. Um, so she would give birth to a beautiful, healthy daughter named Elizabeth. But unfortunately, this time, his wife would not be so fortunate. And she passed away during the labour. This had a profound impact on Ned, who was reportedly never the same again. But at first, like he had done with his wife, Ned tried to continue living an honest life as his wife had wanted and continued work as a uh, rigger, as a ship's rigger. Oh, yeah. Um, But in 1722, he joined a party of 12 men on a boat bound for Honduras. There, their job was to collect logs and to bring them back to Boston for sale. Mm. Okay, so 
Yes, I'm aware that they have trees <laughs> in, in the new world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but these were fancy trees. <laughs> yeah, imagine there's some kind of hardwood that's perfect for a, a tall ship's mast. Mm. So the work, they sailed to Honduras. Yep. The work was hard, dirty and dangerous. And after another long and dirty day's work, the logs were being loaded onto the ship. Lo and the men looked for food. The captain swore at them and told them that they would get no food. Not now. They must wait until the captain said they could eat. He would be generous and offer them a serving of rum. And they should be grateful for that. Because that's what you want after a long, hard day. Rum? Yeah, you know, like when you're all sweaty and you haven't like... You're in Honduras heat and you haven't drunk all day and you've been doing a lot of manual labour and you haven't eaten in 24 hours. I've worked at some pretty angry workplaces and the last thing I would do to bring about uh, calm and uh, workplace satisfaction is give people rum. So you wouldn't be feeling uh, grateful for that? You wouldn't wouldn't be like, oh, rum. Oh, no, I'd be happy to receive it. Best boss ever. Well, (laughs) Lowe showed his appreciation by picking up a nearby loaded musket and firing at the captain. Lowe missed the captain, but another man, a sailor, took the full force of the shot directly in his throat. Oh, Jesus. Lowe and the other 12 men <laughs> fled the boat. <laughs> and the next day, they took control of a sloop, which was anchored just off the coast of Rhode Island. So they they got away. Yeah, basically they legged it. Well, they still had some energy left, didn't they? (laughs) Thanks, rum. Yeah, woo! (laughs) We've all seen the footage of people in Queensland running from the cops. That's why you don't... If if you haven't had any food, you're literally running on rum. Woo! So, yeah. So, basically him and the other guys are like, this is shit. Um, So, they just did a runner. So, what they did was, yeah, they uh, took control of a sloop, which is a boat. Yeah, a small, fast-moving boat. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they did kill one of the men on the boat in the process. Rum does last. This was the beginning of a fearful legend. As Ned said to the other men, quote, make a black flag and declare war against the world. Jesus Christ. Some people just want to watch the world burn, Mr. White. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a fairly fucking big jump, isn't it? I know. But you know what? It's kind of, um, you know what? I I think it was a lot of things coming. Do you know what I mean? We've all had that catalyst moment. We've all had those moments in life where you're like, you know what? I could just sit down and carry on with work or I could shoot a random bloke in the throat and become a pirate. After dealing with basketball mums, I sympathise. Yeah, we've all had those moments. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like sliding doors. <laughs> oh, this was to become Lowe's consistent plan. Raid the ships, take what they wanted, and destroy what they did not want. Over the next three years, Lowe would maintain his own small fleet that wavered between three to four ships, often upgrading to ships if they were better than the ones they sailed. Over the next three years, they would capture a hundred ships, and he burnt most of them to the sea. Wow. He spent most of his time hunting the shipping and fishing routes off the coasts of New England, the Caribbean, and, I can't say this, Azores of Portugal. 
A-Z-O-R-S-E-S. I'm going to say Azores. Azores? Oh, that sounds better. Yeah. I don't know. Azores. Hang on. Let's let's see if Google can... I should have got Sergio to be like, how do you... Does Sergio speak Portuguese? He's, he knows all that stuff. Yeah. How do you spell it? A-Z-O-R-E-S. Azores. Azores? Azores. Azores. That's not as classy as I thought. So, New England, the Caribbean and Azores off Portugal. Lowe would become known in a field of villains, cutthroats and murderers to be one of the most vicious, bloodthirsty and psychotic. Jesus, that was a fucking just rum. Only, <laughs> rum. only once. Rum. Do you know what? Well, you know what? <laughs> Eat a, eat a Snickers. Man. You're not you <laughs> when you're the Snickers. You're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> Invent the Snickers, then eat it. Yeah, basically everything that happens over the next few years is yeah. because some fucker wouldn't give him a sandwich. <laughs> so you know what? Look after your workers, and you know what? Give a man a sandwich when he's hungry. Yeah. Give a man a sandwich. <laughs> Teach a man to fish. He'll be feed for a lifetime. Give him rum. <laughs> he'll he'll a shoot mur- a bloke. He'll throat. become a murderous pirate. <laughs> oh, no. His name would become notorious for torturing his victims before murdering him. This is a big fucking jump from snatching hats. Someone someone got a, someone got a taste for it. I fucking hope they did. You know what it is? Sometimes you just take to things like a duck to water. <laughs> let's, let's look at the evolution here. Yeah. Basket snatching hats. Mm. Shooting a guy in the throat mm-hmm. because they gave him rum. Uh-huh. Fucking hell. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, oh you haven't heard anything yet. Oh, okay. Uh, savage, desperate, and a man of amazing and grotesque brutality were the words Sir Arthur Conan Doyle would use to describe Low. He sounds like a Harkonnen. Some... Well, the English really seemed most shocked by the fact that these atrocities were committed by an Englishman, and must have felt that the blame for his violent corruption must have befallen him in the New World. Cut to every brown person that's ever lived, stony-faced, going, "Really, <laughs> really? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay." Uh-huh. At first, Low and the other men worked with an established pirate called George Lowther, who captured a sloop called, wait for it, this is some epic names in this story, some epic, epic boat names. Okay. Um, for pirates. Like, so they captured a sloop called the Happy Delivery. <laughs> the irony of like, oh, look, it's a Happy Delivery. It's going to be full of kittens and rainbows. And a hundred bloodthirsty, rapey pirates appear and you're like, oh, well, that's a lie. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So they captured the happy delivery. It weighed 100 ton with eight cannons and ten swivel guns. Captain Lowther was known to also dabble in torture and cruelty. But it was Lowe who would enlighten Lowther's eyes to a whole new world of torture. His favourite was using a rope to tie between a person's fingers and then setting the rope alight, which would burn the skin away to reveal the bone beneath. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
This party would capture a large six-gunned ship called the Rebecca. (laughs) It was at this stage that Lowther decided to gift the ship to Lowe, as well as a crew of 44 men, and the men severed their partnership. One can only surmise as to whether Lowther did this as he felt Lowe was ready to strike out on his own, or Lowther realised this may have been his only shot to escape the psychopath alive. Just imagine him teary-eyed. There he goes. Off to rape and torture. Oh, my little baby boy. (laughs) Revealing the bones between fingers like an old pro. (laughs) He was just snatching hats last week. Oh, um, actually, oh no, there's, uh, you weren't allowed to, you weren't allowed to rape ladies under Lowe's command. You, you used the important qualifier of ladies there. Yes, I did. Okay. What's the next boat going to be called? <laughs> Not long after, Lowe and his crew came across 13 fishing vessels anchored at Port Roseway off Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, a lot of people, you know, in the movies, they see pirate ships attacking these big grandiose, you know, ships. But that's not really the case because basically those ships, they were prepared for uh, attacks. Yeah. They were heavily, you know, constructed. They were made for war. They had cannons. They had a hundred men ready to fight. They had Marines on board, yeah. Exactly. So do you do that or do you pull over a family station wagon? Yeah, you fucking carjack the family. Yes, exactly. And the whole idea with pirates is basically... um, they wanted to sort of spread that fear. So basically they wanted people to surrender without a fight. Yeah. Because basically they tried to put apart, look, these bad things are going to happen to you if you fight back. If you don't fight back, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> Bones revealing. <laughs> uh, so they came across 13 fishing vessels anchored at Port Roseway off Nova Scotia. Although it would seem like unwinnable odds, Lowe hoisted his pirate flag. I know I should say he qualified. First of all, he sailed very close using a false flag. Oh, really? A happy flag of the area. (laughs) Basically, this guy just had a box of flags and would often just put up the fake flag to be like, oh, they've got an English flag. Quick, put an English flag up. (laughs) And then they would like sail up and then at the last minute put up the pirate flag and be like, sucker! How do we how do we deceive them? Yeah. Raise the Powerpuff flag, girl. <laughs> yeah. The Pokemon flag. <laughs> uh, now, Lowe hoisted his pirate flag as he was close, and then he drew alongside them like a shark upon a seal, and he let all those on board know that if just one resisted then he and his pirate crew would show no mercy and would slaughter all of the men on every ship if just one man resisted. Mm. The entire fleet surrendered. (laughs) And Lowe and his men robbed every vessel. He then seized their largest vessel, an eight-ton schooner, which had ten guns... Wait, wait, upgrading a couple. Uh-huh. And renamed it The Fancy. The Fancy? The Fancy. Ooh la la. <laughs> I fancy your vessel. <laughs> ah, he claimed it as his lead vessel. 
He abandoned the Rebecca and then burnt every other ship in the fishing fleet. Nice. Well, it's good for ocean conservation. We'll give him that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you know, overfishing is a real problem. It is. Yeah. <laughs> he then also forced a good number of the fishermen to join his crew. But one of those on board the fishing vessels was a young man named Philip Ashton, who we are going to do an episode on later because I was telling you, the more I was reading about this, this guy, Philip Ashton, I can't decide if he is the luckiest or the unluckiest son of a bitch on the face of the earth. Right. Because he really is. It's like, you know, people would like fire guns at them and it's like, oh my God, I didn't get shot. Oh, so now I'm captured alive to be, you know, (laughs) tortured by pirates. Yeah. Oh my God. So Philip uh, was rare in the age is that he was reasonably educated and could read and write. And he later wrote a very detailed record of what happened. At first, there was much confusion and fear on the ships. Captain Lowe asked Philip if he were married. Oh, hello. <laughs> it, was he a married man or was he single? I like to think there was a wink. <laughs> Lifts his eye patch. Wink. wink. <laughs> Confused by the seeming random nature of the question, Philip said nothing and received a sharp blow to the head as well as a pistol, and he was threatened with further violence if he did not answer. Philip was terrified. Was this a trick question? What was the right answer to are you a single man by a pirate? (laughs) But fearing further violence, Philip spoke the truth that he was, in fact, a single man. But for poor Philip, (laughs) this would turn out to be the wrong answer. Because a pirate has boundaries, you know? This pirate does. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> As if in some almost like, I guess, a nod to the life he had lost, Lowe would not force married men into his crew. Instead, he would safely see them to a nearby shore. Right. And any and all women were retor- returned to port unharmed okay um philip however being a single man was kept on board that's why i was saying to you like i i i've read reports of them you know like uh raiding and pillaging and raping but no ladies could be but you don't want to be in a pirate crew with a guy who's married like constantly checking his phone and you know, oh man, I could go raping and pillaging, but I'm supposed to go to the farmer's market this weekend. Again, so oh. yeah, it's just, oh, you know what she's like if I say no, yeah. yeah. We're fucking starting our own kombucha and, oh man, I've got oh. to check the scoby. And <laughs> I'd be wanting to hang with single men. <laughs> exactly, we go to the strippy club <laughs> where she'll take her fake leg off. <laughs> she let me stump her one night. Oh. <laughs> Definitely got to pay extra for that. Single men were encouraged to A, join Captain Lowe and to become pirates themselves. Option B was, well, unpleasant. Okay. 
So I know what you're thinking. Why not just avoid the torture and the conflict and just say, yeah, you'll become a pirate. Uh, and then maybe you can escape on another vis- on another vessel, hand yourself over to the authorities, you know, maybe do something to the ship, you know, so they get captured. Mm-hmm. Well, slight problem with that. Yes. At your, shall we say, induction to life on board, you were forced to sign a contract with Captain Lowe saying that you, essentially of good mind, were willingly joining his crew and you were formally admitting you were now a pirate, <laughs> which you were forced to sign and then the captain held on to. It's a life of gay abandon, but there are contracts. <laughs> Don't want to get in trouble with the tax office. Oh, oh yes. Oh, I fear no god and no man except the tax department. <laughs> you get injured on my boat. I, I'm not going to be liable for work cover. <laughs> in 400 years, when we finally have a social safety net, you can claim a wooden leg. <laughs> but only if you fill out the paperwork. Yeah. No one rides for free on the fancy. <laughs> oh. So basically this paper, they would believe it would uh, basically it would guarantee that you would be hung along with the rest of the crew for piracy. Cool. Because of course, if you were captured, I have a feeling pretty much everyone on board was going to be like, oh no, man, he totally made us. Like, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't, didn't want to be like a pirate. Uh, as you're dressed in head to toe with a pirate drinking rum with a parrot. And he goes, arg, receipts. <laughs> oh my God, that's why they had like the little stump. It was just to put all the little, <laughs> that hook on the end. It was just to put all the receipts on so they didn't lose them. Oh, you've got the screen caps. <laughs> oh. So. You also had to sign Ned Lowe's pirate articles. So essentially... A lot of fucking paperwork. Who knew being a pirate? There's always fucking paperwork. (laughs) Even as a pirate. Oh, my God. So basically... Yo-ho-ho and a pile of triplicate. (laughs) Essentially a code of conduct for being one of his professional pirates. Would you like to know... This, what his articles were. I do. This cunt seems like the kind of person who'd be on LinkedIn. <laughs> he would have the worst LinkedIn thing. Boy, I, he'd like the message. I find team building is very good, which is why every year I do the, the pirate sleep out to sympathise with those who don't have a ship and find themselves homeless after a life of pillage. And and every once in a while, I will, like, strap one leg behind me so I can feel what it be for a man without a leg. I am good like that. And if you want to learn more about the life of piracy, get in touch and I'll give you a 10% discount code for my masterclass. Available on all good streaming platforms. (laughs) What do you call a man with no arms and legs in the ocean? (laughs) Bob. Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so these are his articles. Right. Okay. Uh, Now, ironically, the first eight were copy and pasted from Captain Lowry. Typical middle management. I know. Basically, just just do a Google search and put your name on it and be like, that that justifies my 100,000 a fucking year. Come in, shake things up, make a big noise, but you're really doing the same job. Ah, copy and paste. Yeah, even before copy and paste, 
Yep. There was copy and paste. <laughs> That's why you get someone sit there literally with a drum of paste. <laughs> uh, okay, these are your these are your top ten. Okay. Okay, these are your ten code of conducts. Okay. One, the captain is to have two full shares. Two full shares. Okay. The quartermaster is to have one share and one half. The doctor, mate, gunner, and boatswain, one share and one quarter. So that's good. You got to discuss, you know, the pay. Yeah. You know. He spelled boson correctly. <laughs> Two, he that should be found guilty of taking up any unlawful weapon on board the privateer or any other prize by us taken so as to strike or abuse one another in any regard shall suffer what punishment the captain and the majority of the company shall see fit. That's some heavy legalese. Ah, uh, huh. Three, he that should be found guilty of cowardice in the time of engagements shall suffer what punishment the captain and the majority of the company shall see fit. Four, if any gold, jewels, or silver be found on board of any prize to the value of a piece of eight, and the finder do not deliver it to the quartermaster in the space of 24 hours... He shall suffer what punishment the captain and the majority of the captain shall see fit. See, so you've got to be like, Ooh, is it worth like seven pieces of eight? Oh, maybe. maybe I'll just hand it in just to be sure. <laughs> he that is uh, five, he that is found guilty of gaming or defrauding one another to the value of a royal of plate shall suffer what punishment the captain and the majority of the company shall see fit. So rape and pillage other people, but don't rip off your co-workers. Yeah, that's that's yeah. It's it's you know what it's a sad you know in this day and age you've got to actually put that into writing. Yeah, you know you'd yeah. think people would just know, but apparently pirates don't. <laughs> Six, he that shall have the misfortune to lose a limb in time of engagement, shall have the sum of six hundred pieces of eight and remain on board as long as he shall think fit. So that's, oh my God, that's so progressive. That's better than modern America. You've actually got health care. <laughs> like, there are returned servicemen, okay, that are coming back, you know, from Afghanistan with their legs, arms, eyes, and balls blown off, yeah. and they can't even get a free GP visit. There's 600 fucking pieces of gold, mate. How have we gone backwards? He's the Bernie Sanders of the ocean. How have we gone backwards? <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Okay, uh, seven. Good quarters to be given when craved. Okay. <laughs> Eight. He that sees a sail first shall have the best pistol or small arm aboard of her. <laughs> that's pretty good. He who smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's number 11. <laughs> number nine. He that shall be... See, this is... Okay, because I figure you're on a pirate. Yeah. You spend your whole life drunk. Like, it's all about the rum. Yeah. You know? So, I think this is... This is this is awkward. Yeah. Like, oh, because... Nine. He that shall be guilty of drunkenness in time of engagement shall suffer what punishment the captain and the majority of the company shall think fit. Isn't the whole point of being a pirate that you're pissed all of the time? You'd think so. I know. 
Isn't that how this whole thing started? That's all exactly. Bloody paperwork, taking the fun out of everything. Oh, wear a safety hat, wear a seatbelt, don't <laughs> lick the exposed wires. Like fuck's sake. <sighs> he became the very thing he tried to rebel against. Oh, I know the irony. <laughs> and then he denied them all supper and put them to bed. <laughs> uh, ten, no snaping of guns in the hold. Okay. I think that's a. I, I think we all know what that's a metaphor for. Yeah. I think when this captain goes to bed, he doesn't mind being shot in the throat. <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> Be a single man. What happens on the fancy <laughs> stays on the fancy. <laughs> now, could you just sign this paperwork to say you've agreed to it? Now stand there and I'll reach around you and show you how I used to snatch hats. <laughs> I don't wear hats on my pants, don't you? <laughs> Let me show you how to use that telescope. <laughs> I'll call ye Copernicus. <laughs> Just close one eye and think of the king. <laughs> what we're doing, Copernicus, is an insult to the Pope. <laughs> I'm getting very philosophical on the fancy. It's a lot of time at sea, a lot of time to think, I guess. A lot of paperwork for that reach around. Yeah. Uh, Philip, however, refused to sign the contract to become one of Lowe's pirate crew. Mm. So he was chained, beaten, whipped, caged, threatened with death numerous times by numerous members of the crew uh, who all basically had a go to encourage him to change his mind. I've worked for companies like that. Yeah. Yeah. Philip wrote, of all the piterical crews that were ever heard of, none of the English name came up to this in barbarity. Their mirth and their anger had much the same effect, for both were usually gratified with the cries and groans of their prisoners, so that they almost as often murdered a man from the excess of good humour as out of passion and resentment. (laughs) And the unfortunate could never be assured of safety from them, for danger lurked, in their very smiles. Wow. <laughs> Did they have teeth? <laughs> is that where the danger is? Gummy teeth. Yeah. That looks like he's been smoking meth. Actually, no teeth. I think you get a you get a higher share. <laughs> we call him surprise. Yeah. <sighs> he also uh, Philip also got to see Lowe's tactics and behaviour firsthand. One uh, as we said before, one of Lowe's regular tactics was to hoist a false flag and then sail close to the unsuspecting ship. Soon, Lowe would capture another more impressive ship and named it the Rose Pink. (laughs) Oh, nothing does smell as sweet. (laughs) When this English vessel was captured, Captain Lowe found two Portuguese passengers on board. At first, it was said that Captain Lowe apologised to the English sailors, that he was sorry for their loss of ship and expressed that he did not desire to meet with any of his countrymen. Only with foreigners. Fair call. I you, hate the English too. Yeah, you kip. No, 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 no. He didn't, he didn't want to hurt the English. Oh. He wanted to hurt everyone else who weren't English. Oh, oof, he was apologising to the English. As I'm saying, it's like you kip was born. Oh, yeah, blech. Um, except, of course, for certain Englishmen that he wished to chastise. Okay, we've all, you know, we've 
We all know someone. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Lowe had his crew tie up the two Portuguese men and then pull them to the top of the mast and then release the ropes, dropping them back onto the deck below. This was a favourite pastime of Captain Lowe's, drop the Portuguese. Unfortunately, in this incident, it took several drops before the two men finally died. Drop the Portuguese. That was his favourite game. Yeah. Well, one of many. Okay. But can you, like, that's that's cruel and unnatural. Yeah, that's really uncool. Like, so you were just, you just a broken, like, just pile of... Yeah. And then, and also, who has to clean that up? Yeah, that's not cool. Oh, that's not good. You'd just go... Like, just imagine with each time, like, just some little bit of you would burst out. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. <sighs> uh, on the next ship captured by Captain Lowe, a survivor later told the story the captain was now calling himself Commodore. <laughs> Someone's letting that go to their heads. <laughs> the artist formerly known <laughs> as <laughs> Ned Lowe. Oh my God. Yeah, he just had a symbol of a Commodore hat. <laughs> Uh, the Commodore and his fleet now sailed towards the Caribbean. The, cap- the Commodore on another captured vessel called the Squirrel, <laughs> along with the Rose Pink and his other ship, the Fancy, dropped anchor offshore to do repairs to their ships. Of course, being pirates, they had no dry docks available to them. No. So they were first forced to carry out their repair work at sea. They began careening, uh, which is a process uh, to remove barnacles and seaweed from the outside of the boat. Yeah. So basically, you you know, you tip your ship over a little bit and then you can sort of get to like the barnacles and the seaweed and clean yeah. it up. Yeah. But the Commodore had only been at sea for two years as a captain. Ah. Uh. If he'd had more experience, then he would have surely realised that he was ordering too many men to the outside of the vessels. And the rose pink tipped over too far. All of the portholes were open and the vessel quickly took on water and sank, killing two of Lowe's crew in the process. But we signed the paper. (laughs) (laughs) Fucker sank his own ship. Can you imagine? Cleaning it. Oh, my God. It was like if, if like, Han Solo had just driven the Millennium Falcon <laughs> into that asteroid. Fuck. Oh. It's like a gun accident. I was cleaning it. It was just... Oh. <laughs> Fucking hell. It just went off. But this was a triple blow. Not only had they lost their vessel and crew members, but the Rose Pink had been carrying most of the food supplies, no. fresh water and gold. Oh, dear. The crew was forced to endure rations of half a pint of water per man per day. Oh, this sounds ironic. Which is approximately 275 mils per day. Mm. Uh Yeah, that's not going to fucking work. Oh, my God. I mean, you need more than that just to, like, rinse your mouth. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Lowe's two remaining ships managed to make it to the French island of Granada. Lowe hid, hid most of his men below decks and flying a false flag was allowed to send men on shore to gather fresh water. Now, the irony was that 
there were people on the island who suspected that this was in fact a um uh a what do you call it pirate crew no not a pirate crew uh, just it was like a smuggling ship oh, yeah. that had sort of you know come across hard times. The Millennium Fancy. Yes, the Millennium Fancy. So uh, some of the French sailors uh, thought this would be a good opportunity to uh, seize control of the ship. Why not? So the following day, a French sloop vessel came out to Lowe's vessel, and as half of the crew came on board to seize the ve- <laughs> seize the ship, the other <laughs> hundred odd so pirates rushed from below the decks and rushed the French vessel, <laughs> seizing it. <laughs> Sounds like the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, they took control of their ship <laughs> and stole it. They named it the Ranger. I fucking took it with him. That is the most beautiful display of irony ever. That's so good. Can you imagine just like, oh, look at you with your little ship with your throat. And then 100 of the dirtiest, smelliest, creepiest like pirates all like pop up from nowhere. (laughs) Fuck. Now, uh, Captain Lowe. Uh, sought to discipline one of the other crew of one of the other ships and under his command for a crime now forgotten by history. But Lowe and his quartermaster, Spriggs, had a huge disagreement over the disciplining measure that should be applied to the crew member. So the quartermaster, Spriggs, and a small crew would take the squirrel, which had now been renamed... The delight. <laughs> Afternoon pirate delight. When, when you say that you're going to punish someone and you take the squirrel, like, you're just imagining this is not going to end well <laughs> for the squirrel. A metaphor, yeah. Or the pirate's backside. Oh, so <laughs> he took the delight and sailed away in the middle of the night. Oh. Stolen delight. <laughs> Oh, the alliteration. (laughs) I mean, the majority of people did not get to rid themselves of Captain Lowe so easily. Not only did Captain Lowe like to torture people, but he liked to do it in front of the rest of the captured party. This seemed to serve two purposes. One, to strike fear into people's hearts at the very sight of his flag. But the captain also seemed to genuinely enjoy it. Psychiatrists reading the lies of Captain Lowe today would no doubt list him as a psychopath before they even finished the book's introduction. <laughs> oh, would you like to see? He created his own flag. Did he? He did. Would you like to see? I would like to see it. His flag. Okay. What I'm going to show you first of all, it's so it's it's something in development. Yeah. This is the flag. This is his first flag. Okay. Oh, that's... Which, it, do you know what it looks like? It looks like someone, it's a flag of someone playing charades. <laughs> it's like a skeleton, one hand is up, there's a cup, there's a harpoon, there's a heart, there's blood drops. And yeah. it's kind of like, oh, you know, a, a movie, three words, five <laughs> syllables. That's what that. that to me, kind of looks like a hipster coffee label. Oh. It's, it's like, you know, Harleys and Broken Hearts. 
It's just, we'll see, all I see is I see this harpoon hmm. going into this heart, which looks like an upturned bottom. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's where the squirrel goes. <laughs> he would then later, as he become more confident, yeah. okay, His decided, design. You know, oh, this is not really working for me. I've been Did, working in MS Paint, but I've moved up to Photobia. <laughs> this doesn't really say the fancy to me. <laughs> so he created his new flag, which was, well, I think... He, Simpler. I kind of like it. It's just, it's a red skeleton. Red skeleton on a back, black background. Just chilling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he doesn't need to be somebody else. <laughs> you know, he's just being who he was. Now, lads, I've called this marketing meeting. <laughs> so we might just dis- discuss the future brand identity and the core values of the organization that we now head. And then he also, like, used to fly uh, this flag. But I think this was because this was to create confusion. And so while everybody was busy, like, like, what the fuck does that mean? He would be close enough to then, like, actually strike and take them by surprise. He would sometimes fly this. What the fuck is that? Which is on green. And it's a yellow man in shorts. Um Blowing a blowing a horn, blowing a trumpet, and he's, he appears to be wearing a kind of sports coat. Yeah, you know, see, to me, that is a flag that says the fence. Now, this be a bold option. It doesn't say pirate, but it does give out clear values. It tested well on LinkedIn, me hearties. When I look at this flag, I think no snapping of guns in the holes. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so those were his flags. Um, now, Lowe once captured a whaling ship. Ooh. And Captain Lowe cut off the captain's ears. Oh, Jesus. And forced the captain to eat them in front of the crew. Now, I'm all for saving the whales, but that's a bit sadistic. Eh, I, can, I can see it. Yeah. Poor little whales. <laughs> so basically he told him to eat his own ears or the crew would be next and he would kill the crew. Jeez. So the captain, like a good captain, ate his own ears. But then Lowe killed the man oh. in front of his crew but left the crew alive. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, he did this. A lot of his ploy was basically it's uh, – he was like, look, if you just surrender – you know what? I'll probably murder your captain. <laughs> you know. Um, it, almost every job I've had to be like, fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, everyone else will go. So that's why, like, you know, basically, you know, not only would people be like, well, we're not going to. If people tried to force back, actually members on the ship would stop people from trying to fight back because they didn't want to all be murdered. Yeah. So they're like, you know what? Just give them our fucking shit. Like, it's better than eating our own lips. Yeah. You know, I don't want to eat my ears, man. <laughs> They're all cauliflowery. How does it taste? What? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um. Now, after capturing a Spanish vessel, he made crew members eat the still warm hearts of other crew members. Okay. But then he slaughtered them all anyway. How does he go from? Testing his various graphic design ideas to this. Once, he even roasted people alive over a fire. Fuck me dead. On the 25th of January, 1973, Captain Lowe's fleet captured a Portuguese vessel, the Victoria. 
displaying some serious cojones, the captain, okay, check this out for a guy with some big brass balls. Okay. Okay. This is like, this, you know, this guy is who we all imagine we would be when faced with danger. Oh, he's the Dan Bilzerian of, give me a gun, I can bring him down. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, instead of obviously the trembling, like, piece of shit that we all are. Yeah, the Dan Bilzerian. Yeah. 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 This, is, this is who we want to be. Yeah. Oh my God, this is so hardcore. Like, I actually got a bit of a semi when I was reading this. I'm okay. like, my God, you're so manly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this was on the 25th of January uh, The captain Okay Seeing that they were being boarded By Lowe and the pirates The captain took th- their bag That had 15,000 pounds of gold Wow okay. oh, Sorry, 15,000 You know, English pounds yeah. Not as in weight Not the of weight, pounds Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Get the forklift. Yep. The captain took the bag with fifteen thousand pounds worth of gold, and then threw it into the ocean while Lowe was watching, saying he would rather it sink to the ocean than let it be captured by Lowe. Okay. This, although absolutely badass, yeah. This would also unleash one of the captain's most notorious acts of cruelty. Oh, my God. When he cut off the captain's lips with a sword. Yeah. And then in front of him had his lips sautéed in a pan with oil and garlic and then forced the captain to eat his own lips while they were still hot. Oh, my God. I don't know what's worse, the fact that he had to eat his own lips or the fact that he made them do it when they were, like, ouchy hot. Or the fact that he actually put some effort in. (laughs) I know, it's a little bit of garlic. Did a better job than that German guy who cooked that dick. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's why you cook the lips and not the dick. That's all I'm saying. Oh my! He was this not his first time cooking a captain. He knows you don't start with the dick. <laughs> oh, so. oh, he then made the captain watch as he murdered his entire crew. Okay. He then set fire to the vessel, and then murdered the captain. Okay. Captain Lowe's cruelty knew no end. And he and his crew would often mutilate, disembowel, decapitate and slaughter all throughout his pirating career. One of his favourites was to make captured men eat the heart of their former captain. And again, we've discussed this. I have had some bosses in the heart where I'm just like, fuck yes. (laughs) It's like, you know what? They wouldn't even ask me to do it. I'd be like, fuck yeah. I turn around, you've just got it. (laughs) What was this? Were you saving this? Just for slamming it down like Kobayashi. No, 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 no. Once after capturing a French vessel, <laughs> Commodore Lowe thought the cook was a greasy looking fellow. And he said he would no doubt sizzle in a fire. So to prove his theory, he tied the cook to the mast and then set the ship on fire and watched the man burn alive. Um. This is why they need TV on a boat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you always thought, yes, I tell you, being greasy on a pirate ship never ends well. No. 
The authorities by this stage felt determined to take action against Captain Lowe and placed a significant bounty on his head. There were other pirates who had captured or robbed more vessels, but Lowe's intense desire for unfathomable violence singled him out. Peter Solgard was dispatched with a warship named... Because I can see, this was a warship. Yeah. This had like 32 cannons on it. It was designed specifically for war. Yeah. HMS Greyhound. (laughs) Woof. (laughs) I mean, wouldn't you at least go with like HMS Rottweiler? Greyhounds, however, were vicious hunting dogs back then. Oh, but they're so cute. Very fast, though, and they were very good at killing stoats. They got their little long legs. <laughs> they're very lazy now because we've domesticated little... them and make them race occasionally. Little couchy but back then, they were a vicious hunting dog. Oh, no. Not even like HMS, like Irish wolfhound. <laughs> wouldn't have anything referencing the Irish oh, in the King's okay. Navy. <laughs> well, even, you know what, the HMS wolf. Yeah, that'll do. You know, HMS big dog. Like... <laughs> HMS Greyhound. HMS, that staffy that used to chase me after school. <laughs> there's a reason there's no H- HMS Chihuahua. <laughs> Although they are psychotic. Oh, my God. Um, so he was dis- dispatched with the Greyhound. And on the 17th of June, 1723, he would locate Captain Lowe's fleet. You're the best part about this. What? Uh, Captain Lowe actually saw the ship from a distance. And actually decided that he was going to roll up on it and rob it. Okay. So he started sneaking up on it. Or he thought he was sneaking up on it. <laughs> it wasn't until they got really close where he realised, oh, fuck, that's a giant that's a giant English fleet warship. <laughs> oh. Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> I don't fancy our odds. Wink. Is my paperwork in order? <laughs> it was on this day in 1723 he would face his worst defeat. All of his vessels were destroyed or captured by the Greyhound, helped by the fact that they had all sailed in really close. <laughs> so his vessels were destroyed and his men were, you know, either killed or captured, except for Low, who managed to flee in the fancy with a skeleton crew. And $150,000 worth of gold, or pounds, I should say, uh, of gold on board. And all of his graphic design concepts. Yes, oh my God. <laughs> Office works is going to close. <laughs> I'm going to go. I can't leave the boat without PSD final dot, final, final dot, final dot, final, final. But also, do you know what I mean? It's like, I thought like the Pirate King would go down with his fleet. Bit of a dick move, man. <laughs> nah. Just dick move. That you know, and this yeah, this is why people eat their hearts. Yeah. At the end of the engagement, twenty-five of Lowe's crew were taken alive. The men were sent to trial. The crew members would describe their former captain as a maniac, as a brute. Put that on your LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> but regardless uh, of them saying they were forced to become pirates, they were all found guilty of piracy, felony, and robbery. And all were hanged on the 19th of July of 1723. Peter Solgard became the pin-up boy of the fleet, (laughs) even without capturing Lowe. He was greeted as a hero. 
Um, and when he returned to the uh, next time he sailed to the New World, he was presented with keys to the city and a gold snuff box oh. from Her Majesty. Wow. But Captain Lowe was still out there and his cruelty only increased. Captain Lowe came across his previous mentor, uh, Captain Lowther, and he and Lowe decided, I'm using finger waggle, decided they should rejoin forces, if only temporarily. <laughs> they would then come across none other than Spriggs in the squirrel. <laughs> and his crew were forced to rejoin, rejoin Lowe and his fleet. Now, the next boat Lowe captured was a whaling vessel. And he took his frustrations out on the captain, torturing the poor man before shooting him in the head. He ordered the ship's crew be put in a lifeboat and set adrift with no provisions, expecting the crew to starve to death. But by a miracle, the crew managed to reach shore. Although, <laughs> from descriptions, they reached it, but... Yeah. Won't look too good. Yeah, yeah. Michael Schumacher, he's doing well. Is he though? Yeah. <laughs> Two days after rejoining with Captain Lowe, both Spriggs and Lowther both decided simultaneously to abandon Captain Lowe and sailed away in different directions in the <laughs> night. Captain Lowe was now once again on his own. Can you imagine being like one of the poor fuckers that's left on the ship with Lowe? Just yeah. like, fuck! <laughs> Take me with you! Oh. Captain Lowe was once again on his own on the, the whaling vessel that he had captured. The Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> He, he laden it, and with all the guns that he managed to pull from vessels, it was now laden with 34 guns. Right. <laughs> the next vessel he captured, he decapitated the captain. Then he captured two more fishing vessels. He then issued his crew with instructions on how to torture the fishermen. Right. It was this punishment, this torture... Which even his crew, his crew of professional pirates refused to commit, believing this was too far. Okay. These are pirates. Yeah, the paperwork is in order, but they do not have standards. Mm -hmm. They have decapitated, mutilated, and then they get... Dog must have had it. Well, then let's have a look, shall we? Tony? What? Look in the dock. You mean look in the dock? I mean open them up. It's not a fucking tin of baked beans. What do you mean open him up? You know what I mean. That's a bit strong, isn't it? <laughs> the thing is, this act, this torture, okay, no one would ever describe. Oh, really? Apparently, it was too salty for even salty sea dogs. 
It was like Voldemort. Don't say it. Wow. They couldn't even talk about it. It was too far. Put coriander in their sandwich. (gasps) Again, these are the same men that have dropped people repeatedly from Mars. They've just had a guy feed his own lips to him. This is all fine. They didn't have coriander on those lips, though, did they? (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) I really want to know what it could have been that they would be like, oh, that's too far. What do you think it possibly could have been? All we know... No one would do it. It's a bit too far. It's a bit too far. Now, unfolding this un, uh, this argument, Captain Lowe later that night murdered one of his own sleeping crew members. He was going to kill somebody <laughs> one way or another. Yeah. This was said to be the final straw, with his crew committing what we can all agree is a fair call mutiny. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) His crew put him in a lifeboat without provisions and set him adrift in the middle of the ocean. The crew would then later team up with Mr. Spriggs and the squirrel. And Mr. Spriggs would go on to become a successful pirate in his own right. Now, this is the another interesting part. Even in death, Ned Lowe was full of of controversy. Right. The French claimed that Captain Lowe was rescued by a French vessel. He gave a fake name but was recognised by one of their plucky members um, because of a unique scar on his face that he had accidentally received whilst torturing one of his victims. He was put on trial by the French and was hung for numerous offences and in 1724 at age 34 and after only three years of piracy, Captain Lowe was was hanged. Yeah. However, in a get stuff, the French can't do anything to an Englishman. <laughs> an Englishman would never be taken by the French. The English claim that Captain Lowe was never captured and simply retired with his hoard of gold. So take that, France. <laughs> I like the guy on the boat is like, I recognise him from his scar, not from that horribly failed <laughs> seizure of his boat we attempted one day. <laughs> Yeah, oh, awkward. <laughs> but as nothing was never heard of Ned uh, Lowe ever again, the most likely explanation is that he was actually murdered by his crew and the only thing set adrift was his infamous legacy. Yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah, because, I mean, to be honest, even nobody wants to know that they murdered their own captain. No. Do you know, even there's got to be a pirate code that that's, yeah. that that's breaking. So they're like, oh, yeah, no, he was totally fine. Totally fine, man. We put him in a boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he may have only been a pirate for three short years, but he certainly left his torturous scar. In 1975, Captain Lowe was featured on a stamp in the Cayman Islands. In 1994, the end. Antigua government produced a $100 bill containing gold leaf that featured a drawing of Captain Lowe. (laughs) And Captain Lowe is also one of the feature pirates on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. (laughs) Give him a wave next time. Yeah, and And the flaming lips was formed. (laughs) (laughs) You can buy that in the kiosk. (laughs) And one of Captain Lowe's flags was used as the flag of the fictional pirate Xiao Feng 
in the Pirates of the Caribbean film. No way. This one, the one with the yeah. little red skeleton. Fuck. So there's a little uh, Easter egg for you when you go back and watch it. I think it's it's the third one where Kieran Knightley becomes a pirate. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. We move. Yeah. That one, yeah, yeah. So Captain Lowe's three years as a pirate were some of piracy's truly darkest moments. But Captain Lowe, far from flinching, seemed to revel in it. Only one thing made him human. Even just the mention of his daughter's name was enough to bring tears to the eyes of the captain. And all of his unforgivable acts, the only one he regretted was the abandonment, not the abandonment of his soul, but the abandonment of his daughter. But perhaps the two were one and the same. Yeah, he's one of these good guys. Oi, I've got my daughter's name tattooed on my arms. <clears throat> but I'm also a reprehensible cunt. Yeah, but on the on the you know, he he's such an it's such an interesting fella to me. Like on one hand he um like he really was a psychotic like piece of crap. But then he, you know, he he's got his very you know, it's like, you know, Dexter with like I've got my guidelines of yeah. like only the guilty never the innocent. He was like, yeah, sure. We will, you know, decapitate and sever lips yeah. and arms and legs, but not married men and not ladies. Yeah. Well, Bevan Spencer von Einem was an accountant. Mm. <laughs> So, you know, it's just, it's, I think just that's a very interesting of, you know, you have these rules. Yeah. Um, and it was another case of, like, he just seemed to be doing everything to try and turn his life around at the beginning and do right. Yeah. And life was just consistently, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. And as we found out, uh, <laughs> Ned Lowe how's to say, knows how to say fuck you better than just about anybody else. Pretty much. But you know what? All of this could have been avoided with one sandwich. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Talk about the butterfly effect. Nobody's. <laughs> can you imagine if you go back in time? Oh my God, you don't go back and kill baby Hitler. You know what? Go back in time and just go back with like a pre mates, just like a subway, and just be like, here you go, Ned. From the captain. There we go. Oh, I don't feel like eating lips anymore. Yeah, oh my God. Like thousands of lives saved, hundreds of boats not burnt to the ground. <laughs> God bless. You know what? Maybe we can get a, a deal with Subway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Feed uh, feed your workers, and uh, they uh, won't turn into crazy people. Speaking of feeding workers, mm. do we have prizes to give away? <gasps> oh yes, we do. Do do do. We do. You have a hat, sir. I uh, I do. I tell you what. We need my special prize barrel girl. Woo! I was ignoring you now, Edward. Edward. Yes, we, we had a competition that we put on Instagram and uh, Facebook uh, where we asked people what were their favourite moments um, of the podcast. Because we're going to enter the Australian Podcast Awards like herpes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? There's, there's some things in life that you can't escape. Yeah, absolutely. And this podcast is one of them. <laughs> do you want to do you want to draw a winner out of the hat, little man? Yeah. So we ask people to name their favourite moments, and we need the hat. Quick, we what need a, hat? we need where's a hat, hat, Edward. We need a hat. Or just your mask will do. Where's where's your where's your where's your pirate? Where hat? is your pirate hat? Yes. Oh my god, that is so perfect. It's on it's on your bed. Quick, 
Sail the winds of piracy. <laughs> See, this is how it starts. Next time he says he wants a sandwich. Oh, he's getting, a sandwich. he's getting two. He's getting two. So, yes, thank you, every everyone who uh, entered. You're all amazing people. There we go. With the amazing things that you said. One pirate hat. Okay, all right. I'm going to put them in. Oh, I know the one you mean, mate, but this one will do. All right, this one. All right, give him a shuffle. Give okay. him a shuffle. Do, 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 do. Oh, my God, this is so exciting. Hang on. He knew, he knew it was a pirate hat. Had he been listening to this? <laughs> God, I hope not. Nobody called child services. <laughs> I gave you studio headphones. They should block it out. Oh, no, I've been, I've been talking about pirates oh, a lot. Okay. And I, we'll go with that. All right, let's pick out a winner. All right, okay, you can't look in the hat. you got to put your hand in. Ooh, ooh. Okay, pull out one. Just one. And this is, oh, okay, our first winner is, you're going to give me a drum roll? Okay. Alexander Plant! Woo! Hooray, sir. Okay, number two, number two. All right, are you ready? This is very exciting. Do you, would you like to? John can read I can read this one out. Winner number two, drum roll, please. Nate Alero. Woo-woo! Not the little, not the little, not the little, not the little. Whee! Sounds like the kind of name that would get him dropped from a mast. <laughs> Good work, little fella. Oh, well done. You you can, yeah, no, they they get, oh, and they oh. just fall to the floor in defeat. He's like, not even good enough for my hat. Get out. <laughs> oh, look, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll, uh. We'll we'll send you we'll send you something, uh, Alison Candy Dandy and Lashon. You know what? Even if it's a pair of lips. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> re- real moth men eat the carpet. And lips. <laughs> I'm pressing stop. <laughs> <laughs>